welcome everyone to the Canadian Perspective. Today's episode is a bit of an, an experiment. It's a little bit different than what we have been doing before, of course, if you've been listening. Uh, it's been mostly just us basically being newscasters. Yeah, we kind of compile a bunch of stories and then we would kind of read them off and it was got a bit stale. So we're going to yeah. try something else where it's more fluid, more conversational, more organic. Yeah, so we're going to be a little bit more uh, not reading off of the screen. Uh, but rather talking directly to each other and expressing ideas and stuff. Right. And what we think about certain issues. We just still are going to talk about issues, of course. So hopefully you guys find it interesting. Yeah. Hopefully so you guys enjoy it. What did we talk about today? We spoke about the new protest that occurred in France over yeah. that policing bill. And also how the NRA filed for Chapter 13 bankruptcy in the United the States. Fucking losers. Yeah, and also some other stuff about spy information. Spy information. We also talked about, like, we refine some uh, of our statements about the U.S. Uh, insurrection that happened a week and a bit ago. Mm -hmm. We also talk about some George Orwell stuff, so... Well, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy. And, yeah, it's uh, a little bit different, but... And if you do enjoy, remember to follow us. Please, please. Please, we beg you. Our Twitter, you can find it, I think, in the description. And the Instagram and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, help us out. Help us out the best you can. Tell your friends. Um, hopefully you like this. Also, we might be talking about uh, doing book reviews, like theory book reviews. Yes. Left-wing book reviews. Derek is now starting to use his eyes to I, retain knowledge. I refuse to read because reading's for... Uh, for who? For what? losers. Is that right? For losers that want to learn. Okay, Mr. Trump. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Cole's read a lot of books, though, so... So Anyways, hopefully uh, you guys enjoy. We might do some book reviews later, as I said. Yeah, anyway, that's the intro. Let's go. You were telling me about how you wanted to refine your viewpoint on fascists that you covered in the last podcast. So tell me about it. What's going on? Not fascists. My view on fascists are, has always been the same. Right? Okay, and, and that is you like them? I've always opposed them. I've oh. always opposed them. Okay. No matter what type of fascist. A little rewriting history, but less, okay. less so eco-fascism because they like the environment. I can work with them on the environment, but nothing else. Okay. So um, <laughs> what, what, what were you saying? Basically, I wanted to uh, talk, not refine my point, but just talk about the uh, insurrection that happened in the States a little bit more since the last time. Because the last time I was getting very angry. I was very angry. Now I'm a little bit calmer, you know. You were getting relaxed. angry? Well, I was getting aggressive. But what? A passionate. Just about this, uh, how everything was going down. And I was talking about arming the left and stuff like that. Yes. Now, I still agree that uh, the like this is a signal that the left should take seriously. Right? Yes, of course. Everybody thinks that. Well, everybody should think that. Because this is a very serious thing. We can't, like... What? Of course, my view, my whole view on the situation is that the left should have a militia that's organized, whether it be decentralized, like an anarchist type of militia, yeah, or more of yeah, a yeah. something else. Kind remember. of like the Spanish. Sort of uh, like the Spanish CNT. Back in like the or 30s, FAI, right? Back, back in the, the later 30s, in their civil war. Just to be ready. Just to, to be, be armed and to be ready, because right now, we have very little organization on the left. In the United States and in Canada, not many militias or groups ready to fight back against death squads in case I the still, Day of Reckoning came. I still find it hard to go out and like arm myself just in case. I don't think it's quite there yet, especially in Canada specifically. But I do think the left needs to get organized better than just what Antifa is. Because Antifa, if you agree with them or whatever, you can't say that they're like an uh, organization, right? They're not an organization. They're ideal of people that don't like fascists, right? which means that I'm a member of Antifa, you're a member of Antifa, we are anti-fascist. And if somebody's anti-Antifa, well, just, well, just you, reduce your fraction yeah, and you end up with fascists. That's just math. If you went to freaking elementary school, you would know that. <laughs> yes. So, you know, but there's been a significant amount of demonization from the right-wing media outlets and uh, rhetoric where they demonize Antifa, call them terrorists and whatnot. When yeah, really which is, there is ridiculous. No, I mean... That's like saying the entirety of uh, Christians are terrorists. Right. That's, or I, maybe Muslims is a better example. But my viewpoint is, ridiculous, is, of course, that, is yeah, what I'm saying. We should be ready in case the worst case scenario. And the right wing is already ready for that. I think we should be organized. Um, not, maybe not That's my yet. opinion. Yeah, Your opinion is separate. Yes. 
So I think that maybe we should just organize, have an actual organization with a little bit, like not, not like a full hierarchy, but a little bit more decentralized, but still have an organization where you can like send out like fucking newspapers or something like newsletters. Yeah, that'd be nice. Stuff like that. Mm. Like, hey, there's this event happening. Everybody gets an email. And then we go to that event. Like, if it's like a white supremacist event, kind of like Charlottesville, uh, we can go there, organize better. And since we have way more numbers, too, because there's way more anti-fascists than there are fascists, right? Yeah, but there's also... We would be able to out-protest them so hard. I mean, that's also what I had in mind if you had the militia. Is that you have everybody, and you have them on a contact information, and yes. then you send them contact information where you say, listen, if you saw the media or anything, they're planning to have a protest here. We're going to show up. We're going to be in so, our black block gear. Yeah. They won't be able to identify us. We'll be kitted out. Not with our weapons. Obviously, it's Canada. Yeah. But we'll kind, show up Kind of there. similar to, like, the Chinese uh, protesters, right? Yes. And, you know, look like we mean business not just yeah. like we're just a group of counter protesters with signs and shit but no. we're actually a formidable force organized organized and come Anonymous together and then we and will show up there yeah. and we will intimidate them by our presence now our presence will intimidate them the th- the thing here is uh, lots of people are going to um compare the two right they're going to compare the anti-fascists in this case scenario when they're a little bit more organized to the proud boys Okay. Which is an organized militia They can go group. ahead and do that. You know, if they which want to is, do that, they can go is, ahead and do that. Yeah, but I, what, what I'm saying is the difference is that at least the left wing is fighting for, uh, for equality, right? They're yeah, there's for good people things. to be equal. You know, there is a such thing as a good thing and a bad thing. Yes. You could, sure, the Proud Boys are also organized. Yeah. Okay, that's a comparison you could make. Does that mean they're both bad? No. One of them is seeking a sort of fascistic, white nationalist type of situation. Similar to, like, a Nazi Germany. Plenty of dog whistles, right? And the left, especially the anarchists, aren't even authoritarian. If it's an anarchistic sort of grouping. This would be an anarchist sort of grouping, I think. Not even authoritarian, but they're they're organized, and they're also ready to go. Yes. They also have... In my best case scenario, they'd also be helping out the community in many different ways that are not directly fighting fascists, but create a positive fervor among the people of those areas. So that way there's more, um, you know, if you see them rolling around or something like that, people like them. Yes, I agree with that 100%. I think we should have a, have a group, a Tifa group or whatever you want to call it, organized so everybody gets on the email, kind of like a, or like a work type thing, right? How a company runs. Well, not, I, not the same way, but sort of along those lines. And then it's like a membership or a club, I guess. Well, I, like I was saying, I'd like to take it a step further where you have steps to gain entrance. You could you take do an that. oath um, In person, you take an oath. And yeah. then also you have to have your gun license. And also you have to do some community work and prove that you're a good yeah, person. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to be like an active member, you, you should be involved in the community, helping the poor or whatever. But also, in the case scenario of a protest, you, you are a member that goes. And then there could be other, like, sort of... I mean, like, yeah, sure. Pe- like, membership uh, types. We would advertise that, yes, we're going to have a counter-protest at this location. If people who are sympathetic to our cause, they can come and show up and join us. Yes. Go, go, go ahead, and maybe you'll see what we're all about. But they, I think we should have membership so like you That's can be what, directly yes. involved in the community, yeah. be like a sort of bystander uh, kind of viewer of the organization where you still get all the information. But when we call for like a protest, you can be a number, right? And we have But there should still be a reason, a reason to join. Of course, of course. You can't just be an outside person, get all the information, and then they're I'm actually an agitator, they're actually oath. a Nazi, and they're just collecting the info to... To, figure to it out. fuck us over maybe because that's the thing that's why you have barriers to entry so that way you can stop moles from getting in that's that a fair seek point. to overthrow that's a fair point. especially in an anarchistic sort of group that's decentralized you don't want that happening yeah yeah that's why there's barriers to entry no yeah, yeah I, I see what you're saying there right i so, understand what you're saying so that's why for example on twitch you have to be following somebody for at least 24 hours sometimes in order to type in their chat 
that's some sometimes there's groups laws mm. sorry i mean rules like that rules in some like people's that, yeah. twitch streams that's why sometimes you need to be a member in order to type in the chat because you're not just a troll coming in there to spam yeah you know that's fair that that is a good point um and somebody who's a fascist who's trying like undercover trying to get into the group and and ruin it or if they're a member of the canadian police or some sort of thing yeah they're probably not going to be doing eight hours of of community service yeah unless if they really want it yeah you know so aspire something but. and right now there's not that big of a militia presence of there from is the right no wing militia. in winnipeg there so is none but we, we could have a presence there we could that, i think that would be really interesting if we did especially if it was an organization based off like voluntary like work and like volunteering for like the community and stuff homeless shelters or whatever be a force force of good in the community as well as protest organization to whatever where we have the black block gear the black block gear you cover uh, your face have everything black. ready too like all the like anti police brutality stuff mhm where you can combat the tear gas and all Paint that shit and all that stuff the yeah. cones traffic cones the water have all that on standby and just have it ready just in case you need to use it however now you need to have a uncorrupt <laughs> leadership too so and you can you should only bring that out in the extreme uh cases yeah my my big problem is like our black lives matter march that we had here was was kind of confusing because uh the information you had to go out and find the information on the instagram i is where i found it mostly yeah facebook and stuff most people just went with their friends because they're seeing what happened on the news and stuff and they're out there protesting just normally but i think that it could have been a little bit more focused on specific issues on a specific thing i mean it, it was in um standing with the people of the states as well as uh, standing against the police of Winnipeg, who mm. have done a lot of brutality over the years. Right. Uh, the RCMP that have done stuff too. So, But if it was just a little bit more uh, focused on one issue, I think it would have been decent. Yeah, that's understandable. You know, the organization like the one we're talking about could do that. Yeah, that's a long shot from where we're at right now. but That is. I mean, I would 100% be down to organize something like that. However... We have no poll right now. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. You know what else yeah. is pretty interesting that happened recently? What's interesting? Well, the NRA filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Fucking so, losers. You know, uh, apparently... I guess that's one militia group down. Yeah, so... Uh, yes, that is good. Yeah. So apparently they're moving from New York to Texas? Probably. There's no taxes in they're Texas. They're incorporating it in Texas. Okay. They're moving, so they filed class chapter 11 bankruptcy in New York, and they're going to move to Texas to incorporate there. Oh, so they're a corporation in New York right now? Yes. And, well. So they're moving somewhere where it has, that has less taxes? Well, because they were, there was a lawsuit against them. Oh, yeah. Democrats, well, okay, this is something that corporations do all the time. Yeah, because over issues like misspending, self-dealing claims, you know, stuff like that. This bankruptcy is basically, um, I just searched up what chapter 11 bankruptcy is mm -hmm. and uh based off of investopedia sorry basically it's just them uh asking to asking for time to restructure their debts oh okay that's kind of the idea of this. got it so they're in debt basically and they're like hey we can't pay this debt right now we need to file for bankruptcy and then we'll pay it afterwards right so they're not disappearing they're staying they're just NRA isn't yeah they're, they're not gone they're, they're recreating moving. their uh, organization somewhere else basically yes they were being sued now specifically over claims that the top executives illegally diverted tens of millions of dollars for lavish personal trips no show contracts for associates and other questionable expenditures so that's verbatim what why they're being sued for <laughs> so oh god and also coronavirus has been screwing them over they had to lay off dozens of employees and, and you know stuff like that yeah that's crazy. So the, the bankruptcy filing, this is from the article that I saw, was yeah. listed between $100 million and $500 million in assets, and between $100 million and $500 million in liabilities. I don't Ooh. know. That's a lot of money. But they got like 5 million members around the United States, and also 400,000 members in Texas, which is where they're moving. So they got yeah, a lot they, of members. Well, Texas is, of course, everybody knows Texas Everybody's got to Texas. Yeah. So yeah, the NRA is uh, going out of business. 
Well, no, there's going to be in business. They just chapter 11 bankruptcy and now they're moving. So they're moving. Haha, uh-huh, dance in their grave. Fuck you. That's what all we got to say, really, about the NRA. Yeah, fuck the NRA. But, uh, yep. You don't need fucking assault rifles. Honestly. What's, what's with the NRA's mm. uh, liabilities? I have no idea. Because they got a half a billion. And aren't they like, how do they make money? They're like a club. You're a member of the IRA. You pay them a little NRA. bit. NRA, sorry, not IRA. Not the Irish Republican <laughs> Army. I, how do they have so many liabilities? I don't understand. Did you know we had a Russian spy in the Canadian Navy? When? It doesn't explicitly say. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing over there? I got shit pulled off, okay, you little mofo? Are you, are you just searching up, like, Russian spies? No, you're a Russian spy. Yeah, so <laughs> Jeffrey Delisle, there's this dude who he was arrested on January 13th for violating the Security Information Act. So if you don't know, there's a, yeah, so his name is Jeffrey Delisle, like I said, and he was a sub-lieutenant at Trinity, at the Trinity Intelligence Center in Halifax, and he had access to data bank of classified secrets shared by the Five Eyes community. Five Eyes, if you're unfamiliar, is the network of information that's shared between Canada, the United States, Britain, Australia, and New Zealand. So like the NSA and our CSIS, um, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service. Yeah. And all of those, they share all of a shitload of information between each other on, you know, their citizens and whatnot and, and all that stuff. So yeah, he had access all to cahoots. all those. And what he had done was give that secret material or sig- secret material in general to Russia in exchange for um, $110,000 or more over more than four years. 110000 That's like nothing. And apparently the FBI tipped off Canadian authorities to his uh, relationship with Russia in 2011. Huh. Okay. We got fucking spies. Apparently people do anything. Oh, he went to jail for 20 years, by the way. He's going to jail for 20 years. I mean, okay, if you, if you spy on your own country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, countries don't usually like that too much. But it, it doesn't no. seem like he was implanted by the Russians. It seems no. like he just had access to the info, and then he took his opportunity. And uh, made some cash. To make some cash. But that was... there's. But now he's going That's to jail for 20 cash, years. That's not much cash, though. 110 grand for your life, basically? 20 yeah. years? That's not worth it, no. I mean, minimum wage. That's minimum wage, right? For four years? Well, a little bit under. That would be about five years, but five years at minimum wage. Well, I mean, like, it's not, like, life-changing, though. It can make life a little bit easier for you. You could buy a couple more toys, but you can't buy another house. Yeah. So I don't know Like, you that. can pay off your debt, but you can't. Like, a, like a mortgage is more than that. What do you do? Like take ten years off his mortgage with yeah. that? Like yeah, I don't know. It's stupid ass. You, you sell out your country to t- put take out half your mortgage? I don't know. He's probably just sending dick pics from of Canadian politicians to Russia and like, hey guys, we got some leverage for That's you. That's pretty funny though. You know, <laughs> listen. You know, or at that time, I don't know who I was mean, running. It, but you know, yeah. Trudeau's. Penis. Hey guys, guess what? Russians check Latinx cans. <gasps> really. Okay. Yeah. We'll pay you like twelve dollars for that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be useless. So apparently the, the reason why this is a story was uh there was some miscommunication between the FBI, CSIS, and the RCMP. So yeah, apparently they're not that good. Yeah, so CSIS watched Delisle pass top secret information to Russia for months without briefing the RCMP. No. Oh. The spy agency acting on legal advice opted to keep his investigation sealed for fear of exposing sources and methods of the intelligence trade in open court proceedings. What? That sounds so, so messed up, like, like fishy and super secretive, yeah. like they're doing messed up shit and they don't want us to find out. Well, that's exactly what these organizations right. do. that is, but... That's kind of the point. But, yes, okay. <laughs> they just they lie about it all the time, for, too. Like, and fuck. it was acting on, quote, legal advice for fear of exposing sources and methods of the intelligence trade and open court proceedings. But it was specifically legal advice, not public relations advice. Yeah. Legal advice, meaning if they, if they showed the type of shit that they're doing behind closed doors, the collection of data about citizens and, and whatnot, yeah. that they might end up in more legal trouble. But they are the law already, so I assume that they would be fine. Yeah, I mean, no one would get arrested for that, especially in an organization like that. So the FBI is the one who told the RCMP. Not even our own fucking... No. <laughs> Apparently, the, the, one of the FBI guys who had to deal with this case, Big Liuzzi? 
Very Italian name. He said, quote, someone had to call Canadian Canada's cops. Strangely, that task went to me, end quote, who led the FBI's counterintelligence division as an assistant director. So he's like, listen, guys, all right, all right. You guys might not know about this, but there's, there's a Russian spy. <laughs> Just letting you know. The FBI. Y- your, your mom and dad know about it. But they're not telling you. So just, just give me a heads up. Like, why, why, why wouldn't they deal with it? I don't know. Doesn't CSIS have their own agents? Yeah. Send them out? Like, what? what? They, could, they could take them out. Not take them out not like take, that. Whoa, but like, whoa. They could, like, they, they could go and arrest them. Right, like, why? 100%. Like, I don't know. They understand. could tell the RCMP to go arrest them. They could take guy. Like, a plane flight to Halifax and get them. Yeah. Not even send the local police out to get them. Like, <laughs> that's just so weird. Why they would do that, like, I don't know. Apparently the director of the FBI at the time, Bob Mueller, even placed a call to his counterparts in Canada and torqued up the pressure for someone to put an end to the madness. The end couldn't come fast enough. That was, quote, torqued up the pressure for someone to put an end to the madness. The end couldn't come fast enough, end quote. (laughs) The FBI were more concerned about the uh, Russians buying the Canadian uh, military. Listen, guys, guys, your dick pics are everywhere now. We, we're our, our net, our dragnet, where we take everybody's information around, the world, we're getting too many of them. Please, <laughs> for Christ's sake, do something about this. All the sex tapes, man. That's like all it is, too. That's all they can get them on. Or You know, uh, like- <laughs> uh, two of our ships are going to be at the uh, uh, our 100% of our military. All three ships are going to be doing a training exercise in the middle of the Atlantic the other day. It's like, oh, Russia's like, oh, thanks. It's like fucking all three of our ships, dude. Yeah. There's no, there's no real threat there. We got, we got a pretty good Because he was a but... member of the Navy. Yeah. The, the Russian... The Russian dude. Yeah. Or well, he the was Russian, Russian spy. Navy, but the Russian information seller. And spy. Potion seller. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was doing that. So... <laughs> that just makes no sense to me. I don't know. That's fucking weird. And apparently CSIS... Uh, organization itself a little background was created trash. was created in 1984 after a series of scandals led to the dissolution of the fabled rcmp security service so there were scandals in the other security service mm-hmm. the rcmp had and then so they made a different one i guess that was detached from that one okay also, but we also had that other document that showed uh, Operation Wide Awake. Oh, yeah. Was it that fun- yeah, it was, it was Wide Awake, I think. Here, Anyways, let me, let me the, so that. the RCMP are still spying on people and doing whatnot. So don't really see the point of that whole transition. Now it no, seems almost know. like it was pointless. Yeah, it was Project Wide Awake. The RCMP is fucked up that way. Uh, CSIS is fucked up that way. They're all just fucking monitor- monitoring you. All your social media. They record, not record, but they log your phone calls, got access to your text messages if they want to look at them. They can do anything, really. Right. They can, they purchase all your information from your ISP and whatnot. And there are certain laws in Canada that, that purportedly. They, they don't give a fuck. Well, they'll do easy things to get around them. Yeah. But they're supposed to, these laws are supposed to protect citizens' privacy. But they can just ask the United States to spy on Canadian citizens and then hand us over the information. And that's an easy way to get around that law. Yeah. So, yeah, tricky good. little bastards. Talking about 1984. Yeah. I, uh, I just ordered a book. Um, homage to... Uh, what is it? Homage. Homage to, to Catalonia. 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 Which is a George Orwell book. But yes. instead of uh, fiction... Like 1984 or Animal Farm, it's a real life event about his, or real life story about his experience in the Spanish War, fighting for anarchists. The Spanish Civil War, yes, that occurred in 1936 to 1938, I think. Something like that, yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's a, it's a recount of the events that occurred that happened to him. Um, it's pretty interesting, actually. It's an extremely important event if you're into the more libertarian left-wing side of politics. Which, of course, we both are. You're right. If you want to see how that type of system 
could be implemented or how would it look like would it actually look like yeah like it was actually put like an anarcho-syndicalist type system mm. was implemented in spain uh like what was the madrid, madrid catalonia area catalonia. yeah so that area did have an anarchist system mm-hmm. and it ran pretty well for the most part until it was right remember this is also a war economy so there's yeah. a war going on and this so. is right before world war ii it doesn't really matter though because well that's why they, they, there was some nazi influence and stuff like right that. yeah the fascists were supporting of course the francoist fascist forces yeah uh, if you're unfamiliar with what happened in the spanish civil war basically there was a francisco franco was uh, i think a general okay or something yeah. in the Spanish I haven't read military. it yet. I just ordered it. You've uh, read the book, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. In Spanish military. And then he announced starting a revolution or something along those lines. This is the, the footnotes version. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, and then immediately after that happened, there was a spontaneous revolution in the lower areas like Madrid, Catalonia, mm-hmm. um, where all the farmers and industrial workers grabbed their weapons and went and they go claim their businesses and whatnot. And the government at the time ha- had largely some liberals and elected communists in it and so there was those three belligerents main belligerents in the war Mm -hmm. and eventually what happened was at the end you know the nationalist fascists won but largely due to the communistic government slash liberal government stabbing the anarchists in the back which led to a, a severe decrease in morale in the region's where these anarchist movements were most prevalent, and those areas fell fast to the advancing fascists. And unfortunately, that spelled doom for the rest of Spain. Yeah. And very unfortunate. Very, but very unfortunate. I think George Orwell has, first of all, he's a fucking smart dude being able to write books in like 1984, which is uh, both totalitarianism and like, uh, police state, but also about the psychology of the mind uh, in those uh, scenarios, right? Potentially in, in those situations. Yeah, in a situation like uh, least state or a totalitarian state. And many of those associations... Which is a lot more in-depth <laughs> than right. just like, oh, this is about fascism or this is about communism. Right, it whatever. was more so a critique of, as he was a democratic socialist for most of his life, Yeah, it was more of a critique of the authoritarian aspects of the Soviet Union's governance. Which actually lots of right-wing people are getting wrong right now. Like, you yeah. see it, the fascists at the uh, Capitol Hill, right? They're talking about how it's 1984 out there, the Democrats are going to make it like 1984. Well, I don't know, no, 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 no. a bit Hold ridiculous. That's not, talking- exactly, that's not exactly the... the the way events transpired. 1984 came into the conversation after the U.S. Capitol events occurred, and Trump got banned on Twitter, and then Twitter started to cull yeah, the yeah, herd yeah. of of they've been nationalistic doing that. They've been reactionary doing... accounts. After that, they've been doing that for a long time, though, because they're always complaining about getting canceled on uh, or getting right. taken off of Twitter. That's and right, but YouTube it comes in waves. Stuff. But it comes in waves, though. Yeah. It's not just a consistent all the time process. It came in waves, and this wave led to the 1984 hashtag trending on Twitter. And that's yeah. why it came back into the conversation. I don't believe that it was particularly being used prominently during the Capitol or shortly well, it before. Was. It. I, I saw some stuff. You did? It. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a couple signs too. All right. I mean... But I was, just, I was just commenting on people from the right using that and claiming that uh, George Orwell was part of the right wing uh, philosophy and stuff, which is... So I don't even false. think I don't even think they read that much into it. I think no, they, they don't. Just, they haven't they read think, the book. They just think uh, <laughs> they don't understand what the book's about. Oh, anything authoritarian? Oh, it's got to be 1984. It's like, okay, buddy, you know what's authoritarian? When you try and unionize in your workplace and you get fired, that's yeah. authoritarian. Or in in other nations like in the Central America where you die, you're killed. Yeah, you're disappeared. You're tortured. You're murdered. You're fucked up. You that's, get disappeared. That's real. That happens all the time in like extreme uh, authoritarianism. South America, right? Yeah, well, it did happen. It did happen. Um, it's not that common anymore, it's thankfully. Still, it's still happening in, like, Guatemala, isn't it? I haven't seen any stories about it. No? I mean, there's protests and, and riots in Guatemala over the economic situation and how the conservatives are fucking it up mm-hmm. and their reaction to the hurricane and COVID-19 and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I haven't heard any stories of people disappearing and whatnot. Maybe they were 
people who were protesting disappeared. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Snatched by the police. And yeah. I think in Peru that was happening. Oh, it was Peru. It was Peru. I was thinking about the guillotine that they brought to the... They uh, brought the guillotine in Guatemala. Yeah, Guatemala. Peru but is Peru, where people were getting snatched. Yeah. That's fucked up. Right. But um, I don't know about the whole, like, they, we, we haven't found bodies coming out of ravines and, and stuff yet. like that. I don't think that's happening still. Hopefully not. But I there's, I, I'm sure that they could be pushed to it if things got bad yeah, again. push comes to the chef. But I, I was just really interested in George Orwell's actual thoughts on, like, anarcho-syndicalist anarcho mm-hmm. system, which is a system that I think, in a perfect world, would be the best system no, I don't know to run. I don't know how well it would. That's uh, pretty hard to do. Knowing you, you kind of don't like that, though? I don't, I don't see a way to get there that's going to work long term well you never said that more. before I, I thought your your preferred know, system is capitalism your been, preferred system no, is capitalism no I'm, I'm willing to settle uh, with capitalism like, like worker owned co-ops instead of corporations uh, being preferred right uh-huh. I'm not uh, I'm pro market I think markets work really well mm-hmm. but ultimately if we could get out of a money system out of a class system and out of a state system that's going to be ideal i don't i don't know how that would come about though i don't know how that would be run i'm not that smart i haven't read the literature i don't know well exactly how that would happen so that's why i'm skeptical about it well since you're in favor of markets that more so towards market anarchism or market socialism or something like that but if you want to talk about how anarcho-cynicalism we could reach there. Well, anarcho-cynicalism is based upon labor unions um, organizing the economy. Yeah. And labor yeah, yeah. unions. So in order to have a system like that, you need strong unions in the yes, country. I am 100% for strong unions. Right. I think things should be more worker-owned, if not like just co-ops or whatever. Right. And so we need to increase the number of unionization in this country, Canada. Yeah. A lot significantly yeah yeah from what it is currently i don't even know what the current uh how much of the private sector is unionized here in canada but uh i can look that up right now right cole's looking up the numbers right now according to 2014 the private sector is 15.2 percent unionized that should be 90 but 0.9 99 unionized i i also think that like Wages or profit is uh, wage theft, right? It's now workers. you're on board with that. I yeah, well, it makes sense, right? How how do you argue that against that? Well, no. Well, well how do you argue? Uh, yeah, how do you argue against that? Like, I don't, I don't see an argument there. Well, the, you know, I'm if, I'm for you making less money so I can make off your labor so I can make more money, just by virtue of that. I you work under me. The what the people on the in support of capitalism and stuff they'll say oh but the owner takes the risk when they create the business and if it's a sole proprietorship or partnership they it's unlimited liability they take all the liability for the business that's why they get paid more because of the risk involved i don't i don't think that they should be paid they should be paid less i think their wage should be directly like directly similar to the other workers yeah similar to the other workers i mean i understand uh that they take risk and they do take more risk they are not the only ones that take risk because if you're working for a, a family business, uh, like if you're employed by a family business, you're also taking risk by being employed by them. If they go under, you're still fucked out of a job, right? Right. You are always taking risk by taking a job because if you lose that job, you lose your source of income. Yeah. And so, I mean, I understand that, but at the same time, you do take risk when you start a business, of course. You do have full uh, liability. And I understand if you want to be paid more money, but the profit and like the bonuses that like corporations get, right? Mm-hmm. That's more of what I'm against. Or all the profit that most corporations well, make. Like you still have to have money in the system to grow a business, right? Mm-hmm. Grow uh, industry, whatever, innovations, all that stuff. You still have to have money flowing to that. So I'm not talking about getting rid of that. I'm talking about the profit that goes to like the shareholders, right? The extra cash that they just put in the uh, cash bank, right? That type of stuff. Yeah, profit. Yeah. There's a profit overall. 
the profit overall. Because they see that could be pain. redistributed to the workers, and the workers could have a better, um, a better uh, standard of living. Yeah, of course. And then they'll have uh, better morale, do better work. Maybe they could work less in that case scenario too. Have a four day work week instead of a five day work week. Which, yeah. Uh, in every study that we've seen about that stuff, it's better for the actual business because people are more productive mm-hmm. if they work less. Right. They don't so, get as burnt out. Worker-owned cooperatives should be incentivized to be formed, more so at the government and federal level, maybe even subsidies for them. But of course, that's not where our current politicians are at. So that, they that don't give a happened. fuck about you. Well, <laughs> I don't think that even that solution, that solution is yeah. even in the current discourse in Canadian no politics. it ain't it ain't it's not within the overton window and it certainly isn't in the discourse it ain't i think that's a that's a more realistic back to what we were talking about before i think that's more realistic uh expectation of what we can do within a, a reform uh system reforming our own system that we have currently and become more of a socialist system or, but or not that's incentivize not, worker ownership of companies definitely instead of it's not taking quite away socialism instead it's still, of still there's still an aspect of capitalism in that system but i would be willing to settle for that now anarcho-communist system i think is uh really nice as a really nice out like look at it and i i would be in favor for it 100 percent if it was proven to work i don't think it's ever really been proven even in Catalonia or whatever Catalonia was anarcho-syndicalist it was different yeah it was basically the same but because uh, labor unions still control the economy. I mean, they still have to deal with the rest. But like, that's the closest system that we've ever had to something like that, right? communism I guess, yeah. So that was only around for a little while. Right? Yeah, three years or so. Three years. Like, that's not really enough time to no. see some, something like that progress and see how it's actually right. working. So there is a large amount of, as with any new ideology, there's a yeah. large amount of unknown going so on. So that's, that's why I'm skeptical about it. But ideally, mm-hmm. if it did work, it sounds really nice. Yeah, it does. Where everybody is equal. There is no real money uh, that you need to survive off of. You can mm-hmm. just sort of survive, if you will, vibe in a system. Right. And be, have everything taken care of and do what you want to do for work. Yeah. Right? I think that's always better. I think people will be happier in everything. So... That's why, but I'm willing to settle for something like a worker-owned co-op system. Yeah, right now. And a decentralized uh, or at least government to have with a available. more direct uh, democracy. Right, or at least to have that more available. Yeah, so that's what I would fight for at least, but yeah, we, we are in agreement on that. Basically. So Joe Biden, half-alive Joe. Uh, Alzheimer's Joe. of the United States. Um, in three days, as of the recording of this. So. If the, uh, the second coup d'etat doesn't happen, you know? Oh, they're planning it right now, but I think they're going to have a lot more security. No, they, they brought moving boxes to the White House. Did you see those pictures? No. On Reddit? They no. got, like, un- the most awards I've ever seen a Reddit post get. Yeah? Like, there's moving pictures. Somebody pictured there's moving boxes that moving trucks have oh, shown up okay, outside yeah, the White yeah. House, and they're, they're going to move out. Yeah, well, they have to. And apparently there was a little controversy because they saw someone carrying a bus out of the, the White House that was owned by the White House. A bus? Yeah, a bust. Bust. Oh, bust. Okay. Yeah, out of the White House. Yeah. So they think that he's robbing some of the artwork from the White House. I never did. A, I never followed up and saw actually what was happening. That'd be happening, pretty funny. That'd be pretty funny. I don't, such a I don't Trump give move. a fuck such a either Trump way. Move, you know? but... He just takes Abraham Lincoln's painting. Like a, a Biden just shows up yeah. and is just not there. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell? There's a little bit of discolorification on the wall. Yeah, he yeah he goes and sits down at the at the yeah he goes and sits down in the Oval Office at the desk and he's just like seems a little bit lighter. He looks underneath. It says "Made in China." He's like, "What the hell happened to the original?" It's like that'd be so funny. That would be so funny. He just kind of like yeah. He'd get arrested for that. Out of anything, that's what he'd get arrested. Yeah, but he's probably gonna get arrested anyways. Yeah, hopefully. But anyways, should so Biden said that he he publicly rolled out what his executive orders are going to be mm-hmm. once he gets in there. I think on day one. These are his day one executive orders. Right. It'll be a t- says, quote, from this article that we have pulled up, it'll be a 10-day blitz of executive orders. So it'll be in the first 10 days, and they involve ending Trump's restriction on immigration to the United States from some Muslim-majority countries, right, the Muslim ban, 
mm-hmm. which I didn't know was still in place, but I'm not surprised that, that it was. Apparently, oh, fuck. I thought they got rid of that. Moved to rejoin the Paris Climate Accord and obviously, yeah, and mandate mask wearing on federal property ensuring interstate travel. Yeah, I mean, that's all good shit. Yes. Pretty surface level, but I mean, kind of yeah. redo what Trump fucked up. Yeah, and big like thing. masks, make masks mandatory. Uh huh. Other things that he said include uh, extending the pause on student loan payments. Very good. Yeah, that's good. He could, he should get rid of them, but and also extending the pause on actions meant to prevent evictions and foreclosures for those struggling during the pandemic. Also very good. Yeah, that's important because there are so many people on the edge of losing their homes right now. Yeah, yeah. like when they're renting, like losing their leases and shit because they can't pay for anything because they don't have a job. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's awful. And landlords don't give a damn. I think it's something like forty percent of them are risking uh, going homeless. If they don't get the rent, some crazy like that. I don't know the exact number, but it's up there. So these are good things. There's nothing bad here. Yeah, no, right? these are all good things, like expected that he should do. Now, there are also some bad things that the Democrats are doing, not necessarily Joe Biden, but they're backpedaling. You know the $2,000 yeah. payments? Did you hear yeah, about the backpedal they're, on they're, that? They're doing 1400 Actually, what they meant was, instead of, you know, when they said, oh, you're going to get $2,000 um, checks, as a stimulus, what we meant was a total of two thousand dollar checks from stimulus. So it's only going to be fourteen hundred. That's so fucking dumb. Classic Democrat cucking themselves. Technocratic bullshit. They're that cucking is themselves. So <laughs> unbelievably, what they do now. Fuck. Okay, so they win the election. They have the majority in every in all houses, right? Both of them, and they got the president's presidency so they got three things right now mm-hmm. they got what is that called this is called supermajority right a supermajority is not that a okay, supermajority what's, the, what's it, it called when they have the three the people? trifecta trifecta yeah i mean that's good enough trifecta okay, so they can basically do a lot of shit right now i don't know what if that's given a specific name i thought it was a um, supermajority is when there's they have enough members in one house of parliament to just pass whatever to, to override a filibuster oh, so they have two-thirds okay. yeah, yeah. two-thirds is what that would be so okay. they do not have a super they majority. don't have that but they have a majority in every single house that's right and they have the presidency so they they have a lot of power right now yeah they have the power especially because trump was like we i want two thousand dollar checks going out to everybody that was his rhetoric and the democrats could have used that and gotten people on their side if joe biden was able uh, to say, yes, I'm getting $2,000, $2,000 checks out to every single American. That's that, such good strategy. It is a sad that, state of, unfortunately, though, it is a sad state of affairs that Donald Trump's rhetoric is the setting point for the left wing's policy. Yeah, that's bullshit. Right? <laughs> that's not a good sign. I mean, you know? I, yeah, I mean, Trump was trying to buy votes, right? Right. He was trying to buy support with for that. For those georgia runoff yeah senate races that's that's, that's what he was what doing was yeah though it's still the right thing to do regardless of why trump was doing it right and mitch mcconnell does not like it he doesn't i don't think no, he wanted no those. he really doesn't but they had the power to use that rhetoric against the republicans mm. and just push it through and get even more people uh, and publicly show that mitch mcconnell did not uh support it to uh, gain more support for the Democrats and uh, loot, like take the support from the Republicans. Right, yeah, They were of in course. a position to do that. Do good things. Easy. And people like you. And they d- decided not to. The American people were promised $2,000 checks, and then they got fit or uh, $1,400 checks. And that wasn't like some asterisk stuff when the ad is shown. It's very simple. You yeah. vote for Andy Warnock, and you get $2,000 to yeah. checks. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, actually, there's small tax. No, it's total. It's just shut up. Bullshit. Shut up. Bullshit. You know? Why? What's the point? You're just shooting yourself in the foot. You're cucking yourself. I don't think they want to give out two grand. No, That's of what course I think. they don't. Why would they? They're fucking neoliberals. They don't give a fuck about you. Exactly. So, you know, their promises was just simply to buy votes as well. Yeah. If, well, if they were, if they actually wanted to hand out that money, they would hand it out because it was pretty easy to hand out that money at that point. Mm. Right? 
No, no, they're just looking to uh, dog whistle you and be like, hey, is that not a dog whistle? Then what is it, Cole? What, what did they do? What did they do? Yeah. They lied. They lied. They lied? It's not a dog no, whistle. They, they knew that uh, it wasn't going to go through originally. That's why they were fighting for They it. haven't even tried to push it through originally. They were, uh, when they put, did the $600 oh, yes, checks, the bill, yeah. right? They, yeah, were, but- they wanted more. They didn't get it. They settled on $600. Okay, this is definition of a dog whistle in the terms of politics. I, I know the definition. A subtly aimed political message, which is intended for and can only be understood by a particular group. Yeah, so the Nazis were dog whistling when they say like... Western we culture. Western stuff culture. Stuff like that, yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. So um, the Democrats were pushing the $2,000 originally, right? Yes. They got blocked. They had to settle on $600 right and they knew they would get blocked so that went through they had to fight for that and they had to fight air quotes yeah i know they 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 knew they weren't going to get it they knew there's going to be pushback and then they just let the pushback happen they uh fell back and they're just like okay six hundred dollars we agree on that got that out right so now this is happening they're not pushing for uh two thousand dollars they're not pushing for that they're they just wanted to look like they're pushing for that they want the optics They don't actually want to do it. That's what the Democrats do a lot. They like the optics of being progressive and helping people, but they don't help people. Or or that's why they like being the minority in the chambers of the House. Yes. Of Parliament. Because then you can make yourself seem like, oh, we're actually going to try to do things. But they're not. They're not going to try to do things. When they actually have power, they retreat. And then they become weak. Yeah. That's why Obama passed the Republican health care plan. Romney care, yeah, yeah, basically. He was able to pass a very progressive plan at the time. He could have passed single-payer health care because he had a supermajority in the House and yeah. in the Senate. And he decided not to, and he passed a Republican health care plan. So what does that say about the Republicans or the Democrats? They're weak. They're weak. They don't actually care about what also, they say they care about. All that pharmaceutical money and health care insurance companies that donated to obama's campaign certainly swayed him too yeah so the other thing about the u.s uh <laughs> again the canadian perspective talking about the u.s uh bernie sanders is now the budget uh chairman chairman for the budget committee right in the senate in the senate yes which is not bad that's, that's cool at least he's doing something at least he's got something he, he didn't got, get he got a lot more power didn't get secretary of labor Nope. And unfortunately, that was one of his failures. He should have pushed for it more. Yeah. He's also a bit of a pussy, though. Yeah. He, uh, he cucks himself a little bit there. especially. Uh, he just doesn't push for it in the right way. Well, he wanted, he wanted Trump out of office, and then that was his main priority. But the way he went around doing that, he gave away all his leverage, which leverage is power in politics, right? Mm-hmm. This will scratch your back, you scratch my back type thing. He gave all that away. And then expected stuff out of it. That's not going to happen. So he lost the um, labor secretary or whatever. Yeah. And now he has settled for uh, chairman of the budget committee, which is still a pretty good. In the Senate. In the yeah. Senate, which is still pretty good. It's not the worst thing. So I believe all the, all the budget stuff has to go through him now. I'm of reading course. here. He's the socialist. He's the evil socialist in the states. The so. budget resolution prepared by the budget committee sets out a broad blueprint for the Congress with respect to the total levels of revenues and spending for the government as a whole. There's a bunch of other committees that also deal with financials. So there's a finance committee and appropriations committee. The finance committee uh, is legislative jurisdiction in the areas of taxes, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and other entitlements. So what does he have power over? Well, I just said in the first part, the budget resolution prepared by the budget committee. He's the head of the budget committee. Yeah, in the Senate. So budget committee. The overall budget has to go through him. Blueprint, sets a broad blueprint yeah. for the Congress with respect to total levels of revenues and spending for the government as a whole. Whereas the other committees can do specific stuff for taxes, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and he's not in those. No. So he actually doesn't have that much relative to what he had before he has a lot yeah, more power now. it's not just another member of the senate which is good i mean the farther left that the u.s goes the farther left canada will go is always is it's always how it goes so it's important to uh pay attention to what the u.s is doing yeah even if you live in canada i understand like 
yeah, we, we don't have a say in their election. We don't have any of that. We, don't, we aren't under their laws. We, However, they are our biggest trading partner, and we should pay attention to what they're doing because it directly affects us and our economy and our standard of living. And we use them to reference ourselves to the rest of the world, really. Mm-hmm. We're compared to them. So yeah, yeah that's about it for uh, Joe Biden. Alrighty, guys. So that was about it. That's all we really had for today, on the mind agenda. Hopefully, you enjoyed. I mean, we're recording these after, so the intro and outro might. No, be a bit these. Weird. This is all real in the spur all of the fluid. moment. All fluid. That's exactly yes, it how it is. goes. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna hope you enjoyed what you heard today. Maybe if you personally know us, tell us if you thought this was a better um, sort of format. Or if you if thought you it don't, was worse just follow format. us on Instagram and stuff and DM us. Yeah, just tell us directly, please. <laughs> we would like some feedback, right? So just get that going. Just fax us a, a letter, and we'll read it. <laughs> What's our faxing number? Faxing number is eight eight three two four seven four, with area code sixty nine. I was looking for the meme numbers, my guy. Well, didn't happen. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Canadian perspective on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Twitch. You know, follow us and DM us about what you think about the podcast. And yes, we'd really appreciate it. Also, give us suggestions on what you want to hear about in the future. If you want to talk about different ideologies? We can explain uh, the different ideologies that there are out there. Yes, different types of like fascists, anarchists, communists, uh, all that stuff, libertarians. Um, and yeah, just anything that you want to know about. Alrighty. We'll help you. We'll do your research for you and tell you yes. about it. All right. Thanks. So anyways, that Bye-bye. was the Canadian perspective. Goodbye. Bye.